Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that my guests are able to join me this morning. Both of my guests are longtime stand-up comedians who love the game of footy and love to drop things on the floor and have combined their profession and their passion for footy into one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Adam Rosenbach and Michael Chamberlain of the Junk Time AFL podcast to the show. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you here this morning. Thanks for How are us. you, Craig? Yeah, pleasure. thanks for having us, man. I'm great. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you guys on. I, I found your podcast kind of organically. I came across it and I thought, okay, this is an interesting title and started listening and I've, I've listened to probably 15 or 20 episodes and, and it's, uh, it, it's very funny. And uh, you guys don't. Pull any <laughs> and I punches. think you probably know what you you know wiser about the game, uh, <laughs> but you do know uh, all the players who have been arrested. Um, yeah, I, well, there's uh, and just had one today who uh, I'm sure Eddie McGuire is really happy about right now uh, mm. <laughs> with uh, Mr. Degoey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you guys, uh, you guys started out. You know, you've been comics for a long time. At, when did you know that this is the career path that you wanted to take? In terms of comedy? Yeah, in terms of comedy, yeah. I initially got into it myself because um, I had a few friends who did it. And I think, and I reckon there's a lot of people like this where they kind of go, oh, I can do that. Um, and so I kind of just did it myself. And then, uh, you know, you just do it more and more and more. And then I kind of got, got a TV job about a year and a half into it. And that went for about two Two and a bit years, so kind of by the end of that, I was like, "Oh, I suppose I'm a comedian now." <laughs> <laughs> and mine terrific. was always like, I, I loved watching stand-ups. I used to go. There was a, a pub in Melbourne called the Esplanade Hotel, and their comedy was kind of you know legendary. And they'd have a Sunday arvo for newbies, and then the Tuesday night was for the um, you know the sort of veterans of the scene. And I used to go to that weekly, and just I loved comedy growing up. And it was always something that other people did that I never thought that I could do. And so when I was at uni for a little bit, I started doing like the radio there and then started at a community radio station in Melbourne and just thought, this is so much fun. I just love it, you know, trying to make people laugh for a living. And then entered a competition and then sort of told everyone about that so I couldn't back down. And then that's how I started the stand-up career. And um, not long into it, I got a job writing for TV and then Michael and I... I was probably going for about, when did Skid House start, Chamber? 2002, three? Two, I think, yeah, 2002, I think. Yeah. So Michael and I started working together about 2003 because I didn't do the first season. And then um, we've been pretty much best friends ever since. Wow. That, that, that... And um, i got to say, too, like, uh, uh, to Adam's credit, like, he's over, what, 20 odd years, like, he's nearly had, like, five good gigs. So I think that's. Uh... <laughs> Full credit to him. Yeah, hang in, hang in there, buddy. I, I think I think I watched all of those on YouTube this week. <laughs> I definitely filmed them all. <laughs> so, so, so when you when you were uh, when you were growing up and as you were starting out, what what comics influenced you the most? I mean, I always loved Seinfeld. I remember reading Sign Language and just thinking it was hilarious. Chris Rock was always big, and then when I discovered Norm Macdonald, I was like, I fucking love this guy he was just so wrong and i love the weekend update on snl because uh-huh. we never got that in australia so you could only kind of ever find it uh there was a website i found where they'd all been um transcribed and so i used to read those 
you know, oh, so, all the time because I just I loved what he did. So you weren't seeing the video. You were just reading the text of it then. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Someone that's, so that's, put it up. It was that's, the weekend update. Okay. That, yeah, and that and you know, SNL has been going on now since, I think, 1975. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, incredible. And it's, it's, such, it's such a weird thing for us. To, like, what time does the show go to air? 11 o'clock on a Saturday night? Yeah, I think 11.30, yeah. Like that to us, there is no t- Like everyone in Australia, your TV is so weird. Like even your Tonight shows to start so late. In, a, in Australia, like a primetime TV show is 8.30, maybe 9.30 you might get away with. But after that, forget it. You guys have just a really interesting uh, way of, you know, structuring your TV. Program. Well, I, maybe maybe we just drink more coffee than you guys do, and uh, we're you know we you yeah. know get up. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Norm Macdonald is 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 a great is a you know very dry you know, but it, but he's not afraid to he's not afraid to you know to not pull punches. And, and yeah, that, that's what really resonated a lot yeah. with me. And I just I just love his style. He just makes me laugh. And how about you, Michael? Who was your biggest influence? That's actually a good question. I suppose over here in Australia, there was a lot of British comedies um, over the journey. Um, so uh, we have a lot, yeah, we'd have a lot of the American sitcoms, but we would get a lot more of the British stuff than you would guys would have right, got on your major right. networks. Um, and I reckon I'm, I'm of age. I'm not sure what it'd be for like 15 year olds now. And I'm not saying like he was like, you know, an inspiration or anything, but um, uh, Adam and I are definitely of an age where. Uh, it seemed to be there's a period where every 14, 15 year old boy discovers uh, Eddie Murphy's Delirious and Raw. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it turns out, you know, you can probably go to a lot of schoolyards and, you know, they're teenage boys, you know, quoting that at each other because it seemed like everybody watched that about 150 times. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was, I, I thought you were going to say Benny Hill for a moment. <laughs> no, it wasn't really a thing. I mean, I mean, okay. I, I, I remember. Kind of huge. Yeah. Oh, Ali yeah, G. Yeah, Faulty Towers. Oh, Faulty yeah. Towers is on a million times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, sort of later after that, was like Alan Partridge in the office, mm-hmm. like the, the UK office and things like that. Right, right. Sort of resonated mm-hmm. very heavily when we were starting to write for TV, I suppose, Chamber. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was an Irish comic back when, you know, because I think I'm a, I'm a little older than you guys, but there was an Irish comic that. I remember seeing uh, when I was a kid, and it was usually like on Saturday night. Saturday nights, you would have um, Dave Allen. You'd have they? yeah, Dave Allen. Exactly. I, I love yeah. Dave Allen. Um, hmm. Just a very, yeah, very, you know, very, very dry sense of humor. Just you know, yeah. it was just very funny stuff. I mean, that was somebody who I I really enjoyed listening to. Now, now, who do you think is your the most underrated comic working today? Who's somebody that you think? should get more credit than they do. And I, Michael, I know that you're going to say Adam since he's only had five gigs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who, who would be your most underrated? Because I'm not going to ask you overrated. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't want you. you to burn any bridges. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I can't think of anyone like under, underrated that... Um... I'm trying to think of the things I've watched lately. Like... Uh... Oops, I think we just lost Michael. We just lost Michael for a sec. Yeah, he, well, he um, was... Yeah, I actually genuinely can't think of anyone underrated. Like, when I was kind of coming through, there was a guy called Darren Casey who was sort of like the comedian's comedian, you know, that um, everyone, all the other comics loved him, and he was genuinely funny, but he just kind of never got that... Um, yeah. 
He never got that break that, yeah. you know, makes someone huge. Okay. Yeah, that's in that's cool. That's <laughs> I yeah. tried to take my jumper off and I pushed the rump button. I must push the button. Sorry. <laughs> Michael's very good technically. You just need you just needed time to think, we know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's got really warm. <laughs> So, yeah, it's... Uh, I was saying, Chamber, like, for me, it was Darren Casey, you know, just someone who comics loved but never kind of, you know, took off. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I really... I, I couldn't really give you an answer, I must say. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I remember I had a... I remember having discussions with a, a former student of mine on somebody else, a comic that he absolutely loved, who I just... I didn't, didn't care for at all, was somebody named Dane Cook. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Sure. <laughs> That's very. He's very polarizing, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I, I always. Yeah. Every every time I'd watch him, his idea of telling a joke was he would tell a story, then he would yell at the end of it, and that was the punchline. And it was like, I just, I, I, maybe it just wasn't for me. I was, I'm too old, I guess. But uh, well, well it could be that thing. You know, you can, you, you, you can age out of. You know, yeah. things can be not your thing. I mean, it was. I've heard an interview with him. It was quite interesting. He kind of talked about how his kind of rise coincided with. Um, Napster um, and so all the college kids would you know get on Napster and get his stuff so he said it was like almost like a um, you know right time right place it was quite an interesting conversation oh, that, that's a great point I didn't even think about that mm. so yeah and then I, I, say like, oh, I was going to say for, for me someone maybe like David Cross who's you know a very frantic comic actor but I reckon as a stand up he's not seen you know in the upper echelons like a Chappelle or um, you know that kind of ilk, but I right, he right. really makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, and uh, you know, of course, he's the only he's the only comic that's ever said that he blew himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've watched the that... development so many times; it's just so still so funny. That is, yeah, that is just it's it's almost it's almost genius television the way that that was crafted the first few seasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it is just it's brilliant, but. Uh, you know, moving on to you know your your relationship with the game of footy. You know, Michael, you're you're a Hawthorne fan. Um, Adam, yep. you're 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 a Carlton supporter. I'll, uh. I'll put it out there that I I made I made the conscious decision to be a Geelong supporter. So oh okay, how would you come yeah. about that? Well, you'd have to go back and listen to episode one. Uh, okay. Which, <laughs> I, I I was telling Adam before you came on. I, I did a, I I made spreadsheets and that sort of thing, trying to figure out who I wanted to support. And it was, you know, I I I'm a uh, I'm not a uh, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so Gold Coast was off the board. Uh, I could not yeah. uh, I no couldn't I couldn't be a Gold Coast fan uh, because that just was not going to work out because it would have been too much misery there. Um, I narrowed it down actually to three different clubs. I had my I had Brisbane, who I thought was an up-and-coming club. I had Geelong, mm-hmm. and I had Collingwood. Collingwood school colors. Collingwood's colors are the same as the school where I work. And okay. I'd been talking. I'd been talking to people online, and they and they said that you know, that become you know that Collingwood is very much like a like a New England Patriots type team, like a Dallas Cowboys type team. That uh, yeah. that there are lots of people that are supporters of that club, and. You know, and I thought, you know what, I was going to go ahead and decide to support a team that was not necessarily in the big city. So yep. that was kind of that was kind of what led me to to Geelong. So, and actually, I had you know I had one player that uh, I hope to get him on the podcast someday, and I have a couple feelers out, uh, and he hasn't played since 2018. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Nakaya Cockatoo's kind of who kind of put me over the hump to want to be a a cat supporter because just you know he was just a he was like a, a bull in a china shop kind of thing just the way he was yeah. playing the game when I was watching and and hopefully he's healthy this year but you know you know we shall well, see. I'm surprised he hasn't done your podcast. He's got lots of time in rehab to well. <laughs> well, it's it, I I actually have uh, I have been in contact with somebody in one of the Geelong chat rooms on Facebook who. Oh, yeah. Who uh, had for a, you know, a number of years, for like twenty years, they hosted players in their home, and I'm hoping to get she and her husband on the on the podcast because they they both actually they had hosted both uh, Tom Hawkins and Joel Selwood during their first year with the club. Yeah, so sure. I, I yeah, thought, those people are fascinating. I thought they would have some great stories, and she she knows somebody who had hosted Nakaya Cockatoo, and they were supposedly going to reach out, and, and we'll see if it happens. You know, I'm hoping to get him on. I'm you know I. I, yeah, I'm starting to get. You guys are big names, as far as I'm concerned, and getting you know, on on being on here. So I mean, you're you're kind of helping me make my mark, if you will. So I I appreciate We're you. We're legitimizing you. There you go. There you go. Exactly. You know. I've been uh I've been thinking about hosting do. a couple. I've been thinking about hosting a couple of players from Sydney and the Giants. Um, but, just by the fact, but not the first year. I, I want them in kind of like their sixth or seventh year when they're making you know five hundred thousand. So they can just look after okay. me for a while. I, I thought I thought you were going to start referencing the AFLW there, and yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but so you know what do you, you know as as footy fans, which you know you ha- you have to be fans to be doing the podcast that you're doing. You you wouldn't be doing it if you if you weren't. What what are some of your earliest memories and some of your 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 greatest memories that you've had as a fan of the game? Uh. How many hours do you have? I'll tell you what. Well, it's only nine, <laughs> it's only nine thirty here. Now, my 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 first game that I can remember, and I've probably been to games before that, but I don't remember them. My first game I remember, I was just turned five, and I went to the nineteen eighty two first semi final, Hawthorne North, and that was the debut of Dermot Brereton, who kicked five goals, wow. and then he kind of it wasn't like at that moment, but he um. He was then like my childhood idol, you know. Okay. Um, okay. And then probably as I read more about him as an adult, my adult idol as well. <laughs> um, well, you know, looking at him, you know, seeing the old footage of him, yeah, I've seen the video of him. It almost looks like he's uh, like he prance. Prance is not the right word, but he looks almost like a professional wrestler in the uh, yeah, in, in the way that he yeah, kind of moved, the way he kind of moved around the field. Is that yeah? yeah and the hair got bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. I mean, and they. You know, they, that had to be a great club with, you know, both having both he and uh, 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 Dunstall together. I mean, that was, you know, because that, that, that was a couple of goal-kicking machines there. Yeah, so I think, and I, think we won, I think we won five flags in nine, wow. nine years. Wow. Um, they, uh, yeah, that, that team of the Hawthorne 80s is up there with, you know, the best, one of the best ever. Right, right. And also, uh, back then, Craig, because it wasn't a national comp as such then, it was only really Sydney and Brisbane came in, sort of Gold Coast Brisbane came in later. Every, like, Dermy was even bigger because it was just Melbourne. Right, So if you right. saw Dermy out, like, if he went to the nightclub and rode his motorbike into the, the Metro nightclub, like, that was fucking huge. You know? Yeah, that's... Because it was just, he was so big in Victoria, wasn't he, Chandler? Yeah, massive, massive. Um, he was kind of the playboy, you know, had the Ferrari and the dated models and all that kind of stuff and, you know, was making big bucks and, and um, probably one of the 
probably one of the first footballers of that era to um kind of do lots of media as well. Okay, that's and and he's still doing it, and I think he does. You know, I think he does a you know, pretty good job on uh, 360 when he's on there, and you know, and I, I hmm. I'm still figuring out who does which broadcaster is which during the games because I, I I don't recognize voices well enough yet to say oh that's who this person yeah. is. Um, I'm working sure, on it. Sure. But you know, it's, and Jeremy's uh, really good because sometimes he can uh, he'll talk about himself a little bit. So you know. I, uh, I actually, you can I pry it out of him, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I worked with Dermy in radio for a few years, and he's like a super lovely bloke. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I see. I seem to remember him talking about he had some serious back issues still to this day that he that he has problems with. That. Uh, oh, so I was yeah. at, uh, at a bar with him recently, and he was like, because um, I knew he had back issues because I was doing radio with him one day, and the boys I was doing radio with were like, feel his back. And it felt like a door, right? It was so rock solid with no give in it. And then, so I saw him out and I was like, how's your back, mate? And he showed me uh, an x-ray of his spine and it was almost like an S. Like it was ridiculous the value wow. he took. Wow. Yeah, he talks about kind of t- takes, you know, five minutes to get out of bed. And, you know, has, I think he said his partner has to put his socks on for him. Hmm. So actually, I mean, it kind of, the professional wrestler analogy is not too bad because a lot of them have, you know, similar problems like yeah. that kind of yeah. at the end of the yeah. end of their career. When you got started on this podcast, you, know, you you'd been working, you'd been friends since the early 2000s. And I know you're coming up on a, uh, a milestone episode here pretty soon, which I'm going to mention here at the at the end. And maybe you guys, I'm sure, know that it's going to be your 250th episode pretty soon, right? No, yeah, I realized that the no, other I day. Not, it's like, no. <laughs> okay, we, just we, well, we skipped through the two hundredth one. We're like, oh fuck, that was our two hundredth. Didn't say anything about that. So oh, yeah, we've no, got to run through a banner. Two fifty, two coming up in a couple episodes. So you know, just uh, I was going to get to that here in a little bit. But how did you decide to to do a podcast about about you know because you could have done just a, a straight you know comedy bot broadcast or podcast. But how did you decide? Let's go ahead and focus on footy. It was my idea. Mine. Yeah, so I, I so we, we did it 2014, and I suppose I was just listening to more and more podcasts, and there weren't too many footy ones. There were a couple kind of analysis ones, and then there are a lot of uh, kind of supercoats, like fantasy football ones. Um, but I couldn't really find a funny one. So I thought, oh, well, why don't we just try and do one of them? And so he gave, gave Adam a call, and off we went. Okay. and, and yeah. how, So, uh, Adam, do you want to tell your side of the story in terms of how you started it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it definitely was. Michael, he just said, okay. hey, because um, you said there's, no fo- there's actually no footy comedy podcast. Do you want to do yeah. one? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So we kind of came up. Um, we didn't really even have a few names floated, did we? I, just, I think I just hit the junk time, and we both kind of went, that sounds great for – what we knew the show was going to be, which was kind of, you know, us trashing footy and being low rent. But, it but, really suits what we do. But you, you are... We didn't, yeah, we didn't think about it too much. Like, we didn't kind of jot down too many kind of, you know, segments or anything like that. Um, and I say to people that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be very angry if we ever actually analyse the game, you know? So, so there's enough people who can walk around and say, you know, they had 25 possessions yeah. in the forward 50 or whatever. Um, so our wheelhouse is more the, 
more than a few years ago when the Fremantle player pulled his pants down in a kebab shop and then saw a guy filming him and so walked out and punched him. That's kind of our wheelhouse. But you know, you 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 said that you you said that you tr- you were you're trashing the game, but but he, but you're you're trashing a game that I I think that the two of you both love, correct? Oh, for sure. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So this- it comes from a place of love and knowledge, yeah. and we just enjoy it so much. And we kind of, I think the one thing we do do is sort of take the piss out of the media's obsession with certain things, like um, you know, the behind the goals vision and and just things that they. You know, just the lies that come out of clubs and the media, and we're like, well, that, that's not true. You know, just don't, don't say that because that never, that's not going to happen. You know, we just kind of call them out. And so we just sort of have fun with that. And when we have players, you know, in a live environment, I think they seem to really enjoy it because it's just they're getting interviewed like they've never been interviewed before because we're so, you know, left of centre and stupid. Right. Now, are there, are there any topics that you will not that are off limits to you that you'll just say, we're not going there. Um, yeah, mental the, illness, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Of, of course. Yeah. 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 There are stories that bob up where you kind of go, that's not really our wheelhouse. And, and also considering kind of the people involved, whether it be, you know, a player might do something, but then you go, Oh, well, they've got a family. I mean, there are a couple of examples would be Dean Laidley and, um, right. Yeah, right. Jack Steven of late where we kind of go. Yeah. There's a lot going on that we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, so let's see clear of that kind of stuff because, you know, you're just piling on and being a dick. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I jotted down in my notes here that you know, a couple of weeks ago I was out mowing my yard and I had to turn the lawnmower off because you were you were telling a story about Easton Woods getting his premiership medal <laughs> stolen and I, I couldn't oh, I right. couldn't keep the mower in a straight line and I just <laughs> and I'm. And I'm I'm feeling bad for him at the same time, and I'm just thinking this is really this is really friggin' funny. But I'm feeling horrible about the fact that that somebody has taken it, and it's just. But you know, it's uh, it it and, in, the, and the show kind of naturally developed its own sort of through lines as well, like you know, um, you know, the integrity unit, black ops, and and little things that had come up, and we just run with it, like particularly breaking down articles that footballers have written because they're so vague and shit and you're just like well what does that even mean you know like right Tyson right Goldtack wrote an article saying oh you know we do footy type drills it's like what, what does that mean just say what you did and not you know be so ridiculous and just their language is so flowery you know well yeah we kind of we kind of don't live in the real world like in terms <laughs> of like you know yeah. like you know adam you know, seems to be committing a crime every week and <laughs> where you know so uh, if he took our kind of words at face value I mean, yeah. the other day we were kind of, you could go, oh, you were making jokes about Hitler. And it's like, yeah, but we we're also joking that Hitler was a member of the All-Australian team. So Right. No, I, I listened to that one the other day, too. So, yeah, that was I, that just came out just the uh, day before yesterday, I think, right? Yeah. 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 I listened to that so one. So we, uh, uh, we kind of don't that, live in the real world. Like, yeah. we're at the yeah. events or we're holding the events or, yeah. you know, in this mythical kind of world, talking to people that we clearly haven't been talking to. I, I, did, not try to, I did not try to Google that yet to find out, so... Um, it, that's what it, it was fucking hilarious when it came up it was just like Hitler all Australian I was like how is that thing but the, I reckon the, the show hasn't really changed I wouldn't say Chambo that much uh, from like episode one or two in that it's always been you know we always aim to do it around 45 minutes we for, I think the first episode we probably didn't have a rundown is probably the difference to now where we have a rundown it's very structured so we don't loop back on things we kind of go 
this is the order that we're going to do it in so we don't go, oh, we forgot to talk about this and then go back. And so it's a little bit, we do it in a smarter way, but I don't think it's changed a whole lot over the journey. The, one of my favourite memories is actually from the very first episode, which I actually don't think you can find online anymore. Um, and uh, we were going through Travis Cloak's Instagram account um, when he was playing at Collingwood, I think. Yeah, and he yeah. loved a hashtag. He loved a hashtag. So he had a picture of um, picture of his car with broken window. And the hashtag was no Melbourne show for me today. So for American <laughs> friends would be like going, going to like, a, I suppose, a, a fate or a... Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, just the idea that he uh, <laughs> it was so sad he couldn't go to the show and go on a few rides. Well, you know, you know, I, I'm thinking thinking about the you know what Adam, what you said earlier here, and see if this makes any sense to you. You you talked about one of the 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 comics that you really enjoyed, and you mentioned Norm Macdonald. Mm. I. You know, looking looking at this now, I can I can see a little Norm McDonald in what you guys do with your show, in terms of how you guys just just you don't care really who you piss off. I mean, it's you know maybe you do, but it it, it, it there aren't a whole lot of sacred cows. And no, you know, no, they're not. And and I think I think that's what our listeners kind of appreciate because you won't get that anywhere else on any other sort of you know um, podcast out of a proper organization because you know we don't have a boss. So we can say whatever we want right, about right. whoever we want. And, you know, that's the point of difference. That's what we do. That, that's probably why we don't <laughs> get paid for it and don't, um, you know, get offered jobs on radio because people just hear it and go, <laughs> well, I don't think this can go to air. <laughs> well, you know, it's... You know, but I also... We are very careful. Also, we are very careful. We don't... We're never slanderous. We do make a point of going, if that is heard that we could get sued for that. And so we are very cautious of that. So we, you know, as much as we do go hard, we still, we still don't want to uh, lose our properties. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, and, and things are made up. Like we would never, we're not, we're not kind of, we would never kind of personally attack people. Like we, we, again, like if yeah. we're having a crack at someone, like we're, we're, we're making up, you know, our, our anger is often over the top and our happiness is often over the top, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. Now, you, uh, some of the things that you guys have done in the past, I watched a, a couple of uh, video clips online as I was getting ready to get going on this, and I, I ran across Adam a, a an interview you did about a book that you had written, uh, the one on oh, yeah. uh, Paris and other disappointments, and uh, it yes. was an interview you did on the project, and it it just sounds like that is a hilarious book. I'm gonna have to find a copy of it now. Uh, because my my son has told me that uh, next next summer he wants to take leave while he from his time in the military and he wants to go with me to Australia to watch some games. Oh yeah. So oh, right. So you know we'll we'll see if that happens. I mean that's on my bucket list of things to do. But uh, I told him I said you you go enjoy you go enjoy your life and maybe maybe he's going to have a book out of this as well. But I. I'm uh, <laughs> well, I, it'd be interesting to see how two military types travel together. It'd be well, very regimented. It, well, I, I, I've been out of the military now for almost 40 years, but uh, so yeah. I'm well, 35 years, so I've, I've kind of lost my military bearing. Yeah, no need for the hotel staff to come in and make the beds. You'd be like, got it, done it. <laughs> exactly, exa- yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, it sounded absolutely hilarious. And I, I watched a, a piece, Michael, that you did, uh, um, with a gentleman by the name of Tom Ballard on a 
show where you're talking about living, uh, yeah. living alone. And I, I think that's something that nobody should be watching right now with all of the uh, being locked away stuff because uh, they would definitely need therapy. Um, but it was well, it's funny that I mean, with all the kind of isolation stuff, like in about the four months or so before I was in the build up to kind of comedy festivals and the like. We have kind of the festival season for comedy, you know, kind of from about in various locations around the country from about Feb to the uh, end of May, roughly. Um, and so I was kind of in ISO in a way because I was going out and doing stand up and I wasn't um, taking on any um, extra work or anything. So um, just so I could focus on the festivals, which then got cancelled about, you know, 10 days before it kicked off. But um. So this ISO thing hasn't actually been too much of a stretch for me because I was like, oh, I was already doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's 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 been interesting. Yeah, I've got you know my my daughter's home from college and like I said, my wife is working all the time and it's it is in many ways like being a bachelor because my daughter's gone out and found a job, so I'm I'm home by myself with the dogs. It's just uh, yeah, party time. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> I'm just just trying to get my just trying to get my students through the last week and a half of school. We're we're done next yeah, Thursday, yeah. so. I'm looking forward to that being done, but uh, you know, what grade do you teach? Uh, mostly juniors. I teach government, and then I teach a uh, college level geography class as well. So, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but um, it's been a uh, it's it's been an interesting experience having the kids home, and who knows if we're even going back in the fall. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the interesting thing that I've found about uh, you know Americans dealing with COVID is, and you know Australians are kind of looking on you guys, going, oh, they can't even you know stay indoors and all this sort of stuff. Is at the moment we're heading into winter, so it's actually a lot easier because it's the weather's shit. So we kind of go, well, I probably wouldn't want to go outside anyway. It's not as much. If it was twenty-eight or thirty degrees here, which is you know uh, ninety degrees right, for you right. guys, no one's staying indoors. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be outside you know we, well, we're just we're just fortunate that we're you know the weather's keeping us in anyway so it's yeah. actually helping us. we we've we've literally and i did we've literally gone from about eight celsius to about 26 celsius in the span of about four days we we That's just nice. we didn't even have spring we just said spring it's a rumor and we just went right on into summer <laughs> yeah, i mean it's a yeah. uh, right you know, scrambling to find um, a bit i mean I mean, I don't want Adam to kind of overstate, you know, we we are still quite similar to Americans over here by the fact I regularly um, show up with my mates with guns um, at their state house. Hey, uh, Just for fun. I'll be Just honest. Kicks. I have, you know. You need an AR-15 to take down kangaroos. Well, I've, I've seen some of those videos of those kangaroos. They look they, they look pretty tough. You know, no, they've got, they got, they got a kick in them, yeah. 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 I, I think you don't really see the big ones uh, in like in the city. You can see the smaller ones and stuff, but the big, the big ass ones are in like the middle of Australia. But uh, right, right, yeah, that will that will tear your guts out. Yeah, that and and you know, I, I we actually have had, you know, I think I actually we had a restaurant here in town that was serving kangaroo steaks, if I'm not mistaken. I had ostrich at one time as well. Um, yeah, sure, kangaroo is really nice. Yeah, like it, yeah, it, it's it um. Tasty. You probably really couldn't find it too many times on menus or in supermarkets until probably about 10, 15 years ago. But um, yeah, it's all over the place now. I yeah. have it quite a bit. Do you, can you can you get it regularly in Wuhan, or does that do you have to stay in Australia to get it? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think in I think the, I feel like in those some of the photos of the markets there, they were showing koalas on sale. Oh my god! Um, and Seriously? I think, I, yeah, I feel like that is right. Oh. And now, now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pretty gonna, certain I'm it's illegal to eat koala. Koalas, by the way. 
you can't eat them, by the way, Craig. One, because yeah, it's illegal, and two, they're just they're toxic because they eat so much eucalypt, and they're full of chlamydia. Well, <laughs> I, I... So, just to, uh, put, a, put a stamp on it. Well, Don't eat koala. What about what about the ones that are, that are in the koala military though? The drop bears are they are they okay? That's <laughs> uh, yes, wonderful little myth we've created. <laughs> Uh, yeah. On another, another myth we've created too is that people drink Fosters. No one in Australia drinks no. Fosters. Yeah, that's I've, I, I've, I've never seen anybody here drink it either. But oh, okay, uh, I thought was it, is it available at like Outback Steakhouse? You know what? We have oh, one of those yeah. in town. I don't recall yeah. seeing. I don't recall seeing it there. Um, yeah. you know, um, I think uh, it'd be a big UK thing. Um, uh, there's a story from. Uh, Hawthorne, I think Hawthorne played the Blues over in London at the Oval um, in about 1986 or so. And um, John Elliott was the president of Carlton at the time, and he also ran the company that made Fosters. I think they were called Elders, I think. And so he paid a million dollars, and they'd never been done before. And they had to paint, they got to paint um, a big Fosters logo on the wing. And he gave one of the players, Wayne Harms, he gave him the, the job to do it. No, no, Buckley, Jim Buckley gave him the job to do it. And so it was this big um, bender, essentially. They just go and drink for a week. And so on the day before, Jimmy was like, oh, gee, I better go and do it. So he went to get the paints and he got the wrong paints. He got like oil paints instead of water paints. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so he drew the big Foster sign on the wing and then they couldn't get it off. And so it was there for like seven, seven months. And then eventually they had to um, dig it up and replace the turf. And wow. John Elliott was like, oh, bloody, bloody best, best bargain ever made, you know. He got, his money, he got his money worth out of that one, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That, maybe, that is, uh, maybe that's how it became so prevalent uh, here. Because, yeah, it used to be advertised here quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've never – yeah, and I, I collected – beer cans when i was a kid that's what that's what you do when when one side of your family is alcoholics you collect beer cans um yeah, right. and i've got i've got i've got over two thousand of them in boxes in my basement still to this day but yeah, uh wow. yeah but uh i i have a foster's can but i i don't i don't recall ever seeing anybody actually drink one and i've not seen one in a store here ever how, I don't believe. how did you come to footy craig how did you get involved in you know seeing afl see you got to go back and listen to episode one um yeah but it, no i uh I, I do public uh, I do public address announcing for football and soccer here at, at the school where I work, and I would get home on Friday nights, and the Fox Sports Channel here would carry one game a week, and it was usually yep. that Friday night. So I'd get home from from work, and I'd sit down to watch a game, and it just got it was really interesting. It became fascinating. Um, the Browns were terrible. I was looking for an outlet, you know, where, where something, you know, I knew that. I didn't have a, a vested interest in either of the teams, so they weren't going to lose for me. Uh, and I just, I just kind of fell in love with the game over the span of, you know, a, a, a few years. And you know, it took about a year and a half before I decided on which team I wanted that I was going to end up supporting. And I've kind of, you know, jumped in. You know, I got, you know, jumped in with both feet to become a Cats fan. I became an international member this year, and. You know, so it's been. How uh, long before you got a sense of the rules? Like you complete, like you went. I can understand this without having to stop. And you know, go, I don't quite get what I. I think I've got a pretty good handle on it. I'm. I'm. I sometimes I still still get a little fuzzy, occasionally when there's going to be a ball up after a tackle or if it's going to be a free kick. I, that that still gives me a little 
little trouble, but for the most part, I've got a pretty good handle on things. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching, watching we a lot. Understand all the interpretations. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, that's probably the that's probably one of the main areas, really, actually, where the kind of the difference between holding the ball and uh, a ball up is um, quite minute, I suppose. So don't yeah. beat yourself up if you get yeah. confused by that. Up to interpretation sometimes, you know. One umpire will say yes, another umpire will say no. So you just go. Yeah. Yeah, and Adam, you mentioned uh, earlier that you had talked to, to Brian Barish, and he actually Brian actually had uh, Razor Ray on his podcast last week or the week before uh, for an interview. Oh, cool. oh yeah. Yeah, so I, I've not listened to it yet, but, uh, yeah, he had Razor Ray on for a – for an interview right before he went into quarantine and uh yeah i'm sure started collecting checks from whichever club's going to be you know paying him this year <laughs> <laughs> i won't say i'd that. love to have razor ray on um that'd be amazing because he you know he can you know really talk as well he's very entertaining um i feel for the person who might be isolating with him because he's yap 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 <laughs> <laughs> now you know i i you know i i found a couple of news stories that yeah and i'm i We've, we're already into 35 minutes, and I, I, they may be ones that you're planning on using this week. So I won't, I won't bring them up because I don't want to, I don't want to steal your thunder because that, you know. Oh, go for but, oh, but, man, uh, feel free, feel free. You know, you know, I, I just, I've, have you? Are people as annoyed by Eddie McGuire that as as I seem to be? I mean, I, I, I figured out that he's a halfway decent commentator, but it's 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 almost like he seems to be, sometimes be under the impression that that. That the whole game revolves around him. Am I am I wrong with that? He is an interesting one. So uh, to give a bit of perspective, so I'm in. I live in Sydney. So Adam's lives right, in Melbourne. Right. Eddie McGuire has been started out as a journo in Melbourne probably 30 years ago now. So he's kind of been on TV, radio, on and off for mm-hmm. a good 30 years. And so you could kind of say he is the unofficial boss of Melbourne. He's got a finger in every pie, whether it be, um, you know, on boards of things and companies, all that kind of jazz. Right, right. Um, but it's interesting because he also hosts, well, I suppose it's a variation on who wants to be a millionaire. Um, and so if you talk to people, some people outside of Victoria, they go, Eddie McGuire, oh, that, that guy who's a game show host. Like they don't have an understanding of his prevalence oh. in Victoria. That's, um, that's a great point. So it's kind of quite interesting, yeah. But he, I suppose, has been the president of Hollywood for like yeah. 20 odd years now. Right. I found someone said something funny the other day, like, we're going, why are we talking about Eddie's conflict of interest like 22 years into his presidency? That <laughs> 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 um, I have a story, which I reckon I can tell. Um, there was a guy I knew ages ago, and he helped, he helped someone else set up a company. Um, and... After a few years, the company was going pretty well, and the guy said to my, the guy I knew, he's like, you know, if you want to buy in, you know, you can start making some money, you know, to kind of say thank you for helping me out at the start. And the guy said, oh, no, I don't think I should because I think that would be a conflict of interest. And he felt a hand on his shoulder and turned around. It was Eddie McGuire, and he said, there's no such thing as conflict of interest. <laughs> well, yeah, so that I, could be like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah it just it, – it, it amazes me that, you know, that – because he's he's a great commentator and he he does a great job, but I just I have maybe it's just my mindset here that I I can't imagine some you know I can't imagine Jerry Jones of the Cowboys, you know being a com you know being well, a comment commentator or Bill Belichick being a commentator, 
I, I, yeah, well, so first, you imagine those guys being a commentator and having their own radio show and being involved in their club. So they've got three different hats and they put them all on at different right, times right. and they just go, oh, no, but I was doing it as a, as a media commentator on that one. And you go, yeah, but you're still a president and you're still on the board of this. So, you know, you have got an interest over there. And, you know, you're saying here that, you, you know, him saying that the Geelong should say what happened with Jack Stephen. And it's sort of like, but Eddie doesn't say what happens with the Collingwood players. Like, he, he keeps it to himself. So it's just right. a really strange thing that yeah. when he's in the moment, he just can't step outside of it and see that. And, uh, you know, and I don't want you know, and I'm if you're a Collingwood supporter and you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take shots at him here, but I just... I just, you know, I just. If you're a Collingwood supporter. You absolutely love him. I reckon. I reckon. Well, I would imagine so. so yeah. For the club. And like I said, I think he's, he's been a great, really good. Yeah, it, and and it looks like that. You know, from the outside looking in, it looks like he does a great job as their president, and looks like he does a great absolutely. job as as the uh, as a commentator as well. But I, I just, you know, that that conflict of interest thing, which I guess there is no such thing as I just heard. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of, kind of like Bigfoot. Um, does Does Australia have a version of a Bigfoot? You know, some mysterious um, creature that's never actually God, been seen. Uh, Aaron Sanderland, like the Fremantle, <laughs> seven foot tall. I've seen him before. I've seen not lately though. Not lately. Now, isn't there talk, Michael, of a puma in eastern Victoria that was left there by the American army or something? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. every now and then there's a, uh, a spotting of the Tasmanian tiger, who I think were extinct yeah. from about the fifties. Yeah, weren't those? Yeah, that's. Uh, I've seen I've seen photographs of and one like one of those in the wild, yeah, or one that was yeah. in the wild, the la- like one of the last ones. Now, Tasmanians, man, you can't trust them. Yeah, well, oh, okay, I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't saying yes to that. So yeah, gosh, I'm, you guys aren't helping me here at all. <laughs> um, you know, where, I, where are you thinking of going to if you come to Australia, Craig? Well, you know, I'm. For the last couple of years, I you know, well, first of all, I don't know what the heck the fixture is going to look like next year because I saw a story that said they were, you know, that they liked this idea of the uh, the rolling fixture that they might do the same thing next year. You know, that they talked yeah, about. Yeah, I like think doing there'll it. be uh, little bits of innovation that will come out of this in yeah, terms so. of, um, yeah, maybe a rolling fixture. Maybe um, I think people were pretty happy with the shortened quarters in that first game, yeah. um, and then also uh, experimenting a little bit with um, time slots. So I think they're going to be. I think there's going to be a Thursday game every week, and I think they're doing Sunday nights. And I, Sunday I, nights probably not ideal to get a crowd, but they're good for at least for this season. That with no crowds, they'd be great for TV. It, it should be, yeah. And, and although you know, you think if you're if you're playing in you know, the major, you know the play, playing in the major metropolitan areas, you're probably still going to draw a halfway decent crowd. You know, you may not get the kids. You hope, yeah. You, you may not get the kids because they have school the next day. Because you guys, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yes. So that, there's there's that big difference there. You know, that's uh, not 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 the issue for us. You know, during the summer with baseball, because we're pretty much out of school. Um, yeah. My take on kind of Thursday nights and Sunday nights and Monday nights, so they're, they're great, and I want to watch them. But uh, just as long as I don't have to go to them. <laughs> um, and usually Thursday nights when we've had them, they've been uh, I don't maybe one or two have been in Melbourne, but they're usually at a ground outside of Melbourne, where say Adelaide or Perth, where they're they're guaranteed to get fifty thousand, no matter, no right, matter when, right. when it's played. You know, you play it, you know, Tuesday at three in the morning, and you'd still get fifty thousand people. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that because that would be that'd be five Perfect time that'd for be, you. That'd be great for me. <laughs> that would work out well. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I'm I'm normally getting uh, 
you know, normally it's you know five forty in the morning or about eleven thirty at night or when games are starting for me. So, yeah. so, yeah. so I'll get I'll get up and watch those those morning ones. But uh, you know, I, I as far as where I'm gonna go, I I don't know. I I'm thinking we would probably fly into to Melbourne and try to get to as many games as we could in the span of like a week week and a half. That's what I would yeah. hope to do. Um, well, I reckon if you did that, you could see at least eight games. I reckon if you did a week and a half. Yeah, mm. that that would not suck. I, I think that would be. It's a fun experience. At yeah, 40, you know? I had one of yeah. one of the guys that I interviewed who's now since started a podcast of his own. Um, he's a he's a Bulldogs fan, and he went over last year, and you know he he actually got to go out with the cheer squad and hold up the banner and you know sat with oh, the cheers. Cool. Yeah, it, it was just a really neat experience uh, that he had. So it was, uh, and and he is he has he has a he probably has more Bulldogs gear than a forty year Bulldogs fan that lives in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, it's just you know, amazing. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard an American say cheer squad before. Yeah, it well, it's, it's what they are, aren't they? It is. It is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Just used to hearing cheerleaders, but never cheer squad. Well, that, I, I've seen some of the people in, in the cheer squad. I don't want them dressing like cheerleaders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, yeah, which uh, you know, leads me to, leads me to one thing I wanted to mention here, and I ha- I had one really two more questions after this, but you know I I did want to mention, uh, and we talked about this before we started the recording, but you know Adam, I think you've ruined watching games live. Okay, you know I we get the uh, we get the Amy commercials here. You know I, I oh, they, yeah. they, they make me want to buy insurance. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know you would think that probably some people would be driving their cars off the road just with the billboards on the side. Okay, okay never mind. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I watched a, a video that you posted. It was a takeoff of a Bunnings Warehouse ad, and it... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch a Bunnings Warehouse ad ever again without not thinking about the video clip that you made. And if you want to find so it out there... <laughs> See, warehouse. Yeah, it's out there. I don't know if I'm going to post a link to it or not. Maybe I will. Oh, I, think, I think you can. <laughs> think I can. Think I, can. Think I so should. Yeah, it's for what would what would you have? Home Depot is that kind of a similar uh, sort of home Home Depot. There's one called Menards. There's another one called Lowe's. Yeah, there's we actually have three yeah, of those, right. and you know we're in a town of only about twenty five thousand people, and we have three of them. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. basically, the the gist of it was uh, one of those kind of hardware stores, but. For sex products and stuff. Yeah, so it was it was hilarious. Get your gear at bargain prices. Yeah. <laughs> and they were we had to do a lot of research to write that sketch, actually, like going to Sex and Vanga. Oh, yeah. Cock ring, that's funny. Oh, God. So the the company that you used their facility, they were okay with, they were they were good with you using it then. I'm a, Yeah, they were. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. that would have been like, yeah, a sex store that we went into yeah. and shot that. Yeah, because yeah. I've heard them advertised on uh, a couple different shows on i'm not sure if it was on uh, uh triple m or on sen one of those two channels i've heard on before but you know yeah I, I had two other questions for you guys before we wrap up here um if you could change one rule of the game what would it be probably no more hawthorne <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of people would agree with that you, you guys have you guys have to do an episode soon here, so let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> be, I reckon maybe um, kicking backwards in the maybe in the defensive half is not a mark. 
Okay. So that... to, keep the, to keep the game moving forward and to stop people just chipping it around. That's not a bad idea. Has that ever been? Has that been a rule before? With, uh... It hasn't. It hasn't. But they've talked about trialing something like that or making kicks a little bit longer than fifteen meters. Just right, so, right. Just so you can't hold the ball and slow the game down. That's what they want. They want right. the game more free flowing. Right. I'm going to go with six six six. Get rid of it. So you can go back and defend if you've got a tiny lead at the end of the game. Okay. Uh, someone who's made a point, I listened to a podcast, made a point about how um, part of it will contribute to no more kind of 100, well, we haven't had a 100 goal kicker for what, 12 years, but um, yeah. just the idea of giving a forward space in that 50. So you get out of the middle, kick it long. There's a one-on-one contest with a forward and a backman. Um, because uh, everybody's... And you want to uh, that, do you? Um, no, I want to have that. I want to have the one-on-ones. Oh, you want 666 all the time? No, gone, gone. But that's just the idea that if you've got, you know, 12 people in that 50-meter arc, um, you're not going to get those, you know, yeah, cool yeah. kind of one-on-one contests. So, yeah. That, if that makes sense. That would probably... Uh... That would probably cut down on you know some of the, uh, the 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 smaller players being able to get in there and and do some of the, you know somebody like an Eddie Betts or a Liam Ryan that kind of thing that because they'd be getting bounced around in there with that many yeah. bodies in there. Ch- Chamber wants to ruin the game. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have your 250th episode coming out pretty soon. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations on that because that's a you know, when I when I started mine out, you know, people said, "Well, you got to get past episode seven, which I never thought I was going to." But congratulations on two fifty. That's uh, that is uh, that's great. Have you guys got anything special planned for it? Are you? Uh, we're gonna go through a banner. Uh, we're gonna tear each other off. We're gonna we're gonna go go through go through the banner with a couple of kids. Now we don't have children, but we're gonna find two kids. To... <laughs> Make sure they have masks on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I believe we are entered into the podcast hall of fame for yes, yes. live members. Now I can't tell if you're being serious on that or not. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, okay. Not quite. No, there is there is a media wing of the AFL Hall of Fame, so a lot of journos and the like have gone yeah. in that. So, yeah. uh, so that's obviously our main aim. <laughs> so, do, do you think you guys have a shot at that? I mean, if you have. Are there any bridges yeah. you haven't burned yet? That uh, yeah, look, yeah, there's, there's I a think... lot of recognition at the higher level for us. Now, and I'm just thinking here: Have you had anybody that that you have skewered, that you've made fun of, that that has just come back to you through an email or something like that to to either say that hey, that was brilliant, that was really funny, or they got angry with you? You don't Ricky don't Nixon don't mention any. Called us, Ricky Nixon called us flog pods, and I can't remember. Do you remember what that was about, Chamber? We wrote something about him in a tweet or something. I think he might have suggested that he was going to schoolies in a tweet. <laughs> so for American listeners, schoolies kind of like I suppose spring break spring in a way, break. like at the end of yeah. all the all the kids who are finishing school for the year, like in year twelve, end uh-huh. of um, end of the Australian schooling, school. um, yeah. will go and party for a week, and usually it's on the Gold Coast, which is kind of a bit of a, um, a very crappy the Vegas, Cancun. I suppose, to put it in a. I, I, I won't mention names here, but there was that story Adam you told me where we, I think it was one of our live shows, and I made a joke, and then a friend of Adam's just said to 
the person who I'm trying to work out how to redact this. <laughs> there was a person, a journo, who um, heard it just through a recommendation of a friend and then came back and was like, what the fuck? Because we, yeah, implied something about them. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that. I'll tell I'll, you, I can't, I won't say the name. Don't, yeah, don't, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't say it here because I, I don't want to get any of you, I don't want to get you guys in trouble or, you know, anger somebody. But, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. man, he's a loose cannon. I can't trust him. Well, it's, yeah, but I, I it's, uh, I, I having what I've been watching the last couple of weeks. I have, I have a feeling I might know who it would be, but I'm not going to say because I, I'm not right. going to speculate. Um, I am curious though. I would, I would love to know. I think we've had a few messages from people from the uh, who work at the AFL who listen, but I'd be, I'd love to know how many do, um, and what positions they have. I'd, I'd be curious about that. Well, they don't have yeah, a position. Also, I, I would almost guarantee that no player listens to our podcast. Yeah, well, I was going to say nobody at the AFL even has a position right now until the games start playing again. They're all, they're all at home, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, yeah but yeah, I remember. I think, I think very early on in like 2014 when we started, I feel like we got followed. I'm pretty sure we got followed by Nick Narcheski on Twitter. So I don't know if he listened yeah, right. or was just following the tweets, but um, I will we'll say Nick Narcheski is our biggest fan. Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Well, hey, gents, I, I want to thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, to thank the two of you, uh, Adam Rosenbach and Michael Chamberlain of Junk Time AFL Podcast, for taking time out of your morning. It's now afternoon there uh, for sitting down and talking with me. I'm thrilled to have you guys on. I, I, you've got a fan in me. I, uh, I, I, I find your show hilarious. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you've not listened to their show, I strongly encourage you to give, you know, give it a listen to. If you, lo- if you love footy, if you love laughing, I'd listen to it. If you're going to listen to it at work, I'd admit, I'd recommend you use your earbuds, unless you, <laughs> unless you've got a really cool boss. Uh, but uh, but you know it is it is a funny show, and I I strongly strongly recommend that you give it a listen because it, it is hilarious, gentlemen. Oh, thanks, Craig. I, I appreciate you coming on. This was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, well, uh, uh, if you come to Australia too, hit us up. Like uh, I, if we're I, in town. I, 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 I absolutely will. I would, uh, I, I would love to. I, I have, you know, it's. Uh, I'm hoping it happens next year. I. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I'm. I, I'm. I'm one of those people that that became a Cats fan, and then realized, you don't look very good in stripes, do you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no white shorts, eh? <laughs> uh, um, I'm. I. Uh, if, if I, I have a Guernsey, and I think if I put it on, I went out in public. People would try to map out Australia on my butt. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's uh, I need to lose a little bit of weight before I make the trek over there. So, but uh, it's going to happen. But uh, gentlemen, I appreciate yeah, you great. coming on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. Good luck with your two fiftieth. Okay, and and Thanks, beyond. Thanks, okay, so have a great week. Alrighty. And Take you it, too. You bet. Take it easy, show. guys. Thank you, mate. Yep, Take it easy. Thank you. Thanks, man. Go Hawks. <laughs> Go Blues. Go Cats. I'd like to thank Adam Rosenbach and Michael Chamberlain of Junk Time AFL Podcast for being my guests this week. Gentlemen, I hope you had as much fun as I did. A lot of laughs. Congratulations on your 250th episode. I'm looking forward to it. 
One correction I wanted to make about the interview uh, before I wrap up was I was mistaken about Razor Ray appearing on Brian Barish's Marks and Stripes podcast. I thought I'd heard that somewhere, but it turns out I was mistaken. I know he was interviewed somewhere recently, and when I find that, I will post that link in an upcoming episode. Ladies and gents, the league's going to be restarting on June the 11th, very, very soon. And there's going to be games each week on FS1 or FS2 here in the States. If you want to check those out, I'd strongly encourage you to do so. But if you want to check out the game before they start playing again and look at some classic games, I'd strongly encourage you to check out the Watch AFL app. And they're offering their catalog of games as well as their television programming for $2 a week. So you could get a couple weeks worth out of that for 4 bucks. Uh, to see if this is a sport that you would enjoy, and I think you would. This deal lasts until the season starts up again on the 11th, so if you want to check out this fantastic game, this is a great way to do it. And don't forget that while you can find all the episodes of this podcast at ayankonthefooty.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. And now that you've listened, I'd hope you'd consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear what I'm doing well, what I need to work on. And if you can also reach me via email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. If you've got ideas for guests or if you've got a great story that you'd like to tell, I'd love to hear from you. I'm always looking for great ideas on having people come on the show. Would love to hear from you. And you can also reach me at yank underscore on, on, on Twitter as well as on Facebook and Instagram at ayankonthefooty. I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of two of his pieces of music. Mr. McDade's created some fantastic music, and I'm using Elevation and Backplate. You can reach him at josephmcdade.com music. And again, Mr. McDade, thanks for your hard work and your wonderful music. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you because while many of us are fans of our teams, deep down, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. We are less than two weeks away from football and next week in the episode I will give you my tips if you will who I picked to win next week um, I'm going to have to dig back into my super coach league because I haven't looked at my team since round one I don't even know how well I did so ladies and gentlemen again I thank you for listening I ask that you consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family and may your dribble kick never hit the post I'll catch you later. This has been episode 26 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Goodbye.